Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are live on Spreaker and Facebook Live on Keeping Real with Alex Garrett. Oh my goodness, and look who I got on with me. Let's lead it off. Mike Myers, how did this happen? How did we get you on my live stream? How did that happen? Whatever, you technical giant. I know, I feel bit very geeky right now. But uh, <laughs> thanks for joining my live stream this morning, and I hope you're doing well, by the way. How's your morning so far? So far, it's uh, it's good, but it's early. You can get screwed up for the days up. <laughs> well, let's hope not. Uh, no, I'm. that's good. <laughs> and yes, you look you look great. You got your background there. I got my little background here. So this, is, this could be something. And he's got his Trump 2020 out. Look at that. Oh, at I that. need to get my flag hung back up. Yeah, if we're going to do this every day, why not? Yeah. All right, so those who don't know Mike Myers but are watching the live stream, Mike is a very intriguing person. He's a bit out there, but he also loves God. And so, um, Mike, for those who don't know you, tell us a little about yourself. Well, let's see. Uh, I don't know where to start. Uh, Anywhere. I mean, the birth story of you, I don't know. uh, Mike. Tell us a little about yourself. I'm five foot nine and a half, currently weigh 180 pounds. I'm married for the third time, lovely lady. Uh, I uh, do podcasting every morning for my mental health. And uh, also, I hope to give others hope in a time where, oh man. Mm. I know it is, it is not a hopeful time right now, but. Uh... Your state has opened up, and you've been, you know, raising that flag of, hey, let's reopen things slowly but surely, and you've not met, been met with uh, kindness exactly about that. So any update on that progress of getting through to people, hey, we need to open up? Well, I do know in Des Moines some restaurants are being chastised for opening up. Uh, it, it's It's kind of freaky right now to do anything because you don't know – how it's going to be taken, but I've had this conversation a bunch of times with my wife. It's be wise and don't live in fear. I got attacked for that, but I posted again yesterday because I you don't did. care. So your social media distancing is no longer, it seems like. No, I'm just being very careful in, uh, I'm choosing how to respond. It's called being pinpointed, I guess you'd say, in the way what? you do pinpointed like you're being exact in the way you want to word things now like you call me a pinhead well some <laughs> might argue that no i'm kidding michael 
Oh my gosh, you know what comes out today? Well, yes. <clears throat> well, first of all, it's May the 4th, so any Star Wars yeah. fans, congratulations. But what are you thinking? Um, uh, 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 I still believe the story of Jeremy yes. Camp and his yeah, lovely wife. That. So that's out Great on book. DVD today? And I, yeah. I think so, you're right. I think, I think I you're right. I get my that. copy. Okay. By the way, you have had me on a ferocious search for a low-cost download of the Founder's Bible because I'm very interested in what David Barton's been writing now because of what you showed me yesterday. Well, I sh- had that sitting on my little... Uh, we have one of those sofas that has that thing that folds down in the middle. Okay. Really cool. It smelled like dog for months. Oh. It was it was a used one. Well, it was... Uh, someone gave it to us. And anyway... So I have that big Bible sitting there, and I was showing my wife last night, and it has so much information about our Constitution and things the presidents have said and their reliance upon God and Scripture. And it's been sitting in my shelf for two, I think, two years. And when did you last read it? Because it just came out last year, I think. Oh, then maybe it's only been sitting there for a year. I guess so. Well, no, it feels like two years. I get what you're saying. But, uh, hey, Mike, you know, it's very interesting in this time of politics. Michael Jordan can't even get through a documentary on himself without having some criticism for not endorsing a North Carolina candidate uh, in in the 90s. And I'm just like, can politics, can they then, can, can the radical production companies not let anything be sacred? Can Netflix not let his aura be sacred i mean does do they have to drag him through the mud too yeah it's it's uh seek and destroy because i believe that point of last night's documentary wasn't to you know wasn't to inform people it was to give a bit of a skew to michael jordan it wasn't like it, it just it it breaks my heart and you know what he said you could tell the minute they asked him that question i'm not gonna walk back my answer to that like, he thought it was nonsense he was being asked about it. I think I might say something like, skew you, buddy. Yeah, exactly. And this oh. is what happens, though. You know, Netflix becomes very political when you have the Obamas there, when you have oh. sort of um, very left-leaning people on their platform. It's going to drag everything in the mud. And I'm just I, – I don't – partly why I don't watch Netflix as much, I guess, so – we, I think I told you this, we, we finally let ours uh, expire on the 28th of April. Oh, wow. Um, and we, we've, been a, we've been a Netflix family for years and years. But, um, and right now I'm watching White Lightning on Prime. Well, it's very, um, well, that's good. I like Prime. Prime is so effective. It's, it's so good. Um, it has everything on there. But yeah, Netflix, I'm just not with it now with all that going on. And I couldn't get into the Tiger guy, the Tiger King. Tiger King. Okay. I tried. So, so I'm, I'm not kidding you. And thank you to Jeannie, Jeannie Baskin is her name. Literally, Jeannie Baskin joined us at the National Publicity Summit. But all I could think of was Carol Baskins. And I just, I feel bad about that. But it just, it was a natural. Oh, like, she was the animal rights person. Yes. And that's the oh. whole thing that they're all talking about because I think she fed her husband to the tigers and stuff like that. Yuck. And uh, O.J. Simpson weighed in saying, yeah, I think I, 
I mean, of all people, O.J. Simpson weighing in saying, yeah, I think uh, she fed her to the Tigers. O.J. Like, Simpson. <laughs> what? Because we need, and, and, and by the way, he's really pissed me off because he's also advocated for golf courses in the middle of this pandemic, like back in March. It's like, no, wait a couple months before we reopen the golf courses. You know, I don't know. Be Can you wise. hear the air conditioner behind me or no? Pardon me? Can you hear the air conditioner behind me or no? That means no. Because it, I woke up so stuffy this morning. The natural air is giving me a little bit of a wheeze, and so I'm just pumping in artificial air right now. So it's I'm probably COVID. Better. Don't worry about it. Oh, it's pollen. That's uh, No, it, it's COVID. Jeez, come on. That's what my wife has been saying about, you know, the fact that it's that time of the year and there's a lot of people with allergy problems. And it's uh, how do you know? I mean, right. what? just just live in fear and, and think it's COVID. <clears throat> Who said it? the only thing to fear is fear itself, right? Wasn't that uh, Rocky Balboa? It wasn't Rocky. Rocky Balboa and Adrian... Adrian, Adrian. Adrian. See, this is what I have you on. I love the, your quirks and your your impersonations and everything. Like oh, this that. is my favorite one with the wife. <clears throat> I know where you live. No, wait, I can't do it now. Is that Lisa Neeson or Nee and Lisa? Liam Neeson, yeah. In um, yeah. In that movie, in that movie, uh, Taken, is it? Yeah, yeah she wants okay. me to do the voice sometimes. Well, by the way, for those who are tuning in today on on Facebook Live, thanks for doing this. This is a big adventure, and uh, Mike Myers getting up early with me as always at uh, 7 a.m. his time, 8 a.m. my time. And Mike, this is historical because it's the first time I've actually let you know before 8 a.m. I'm ready to go and literally got us going. Well, I did take my time after you sent the link. I know. I'm like, that. I'm like, you know, screw Alex. I got things to do. I gotta, I gotta make another pot of coffee. I have to go tinkle. I mean, I got, I got things to get done. You I mean, it's not all about me. I you, Alex. You. I get, I get it. I get it. You right. slow walk me. I what? You slow walk me. You know, you so just... walk is is that a term? It is. It's something the president's uh, secretary, which she did a remarkable do- job, said about China yesterday on on Friday. So, oh, I must have missed that one. Yeah, you got to check it. She was on fire. Anyway, so. Uh, what hmm. do you got on the show today? This is partly why I bring you on is because you've got a show, 9 a.m. Yeah. Eastern, live every day. Hasn't missed one. And I got to have you tell the story again for those who may catch us on Facebook Live and Facebook Live Archive. Your job now is to be a bus driver. Obviously, with the school out, that's not happening. <sighs> Van. Van. You know what? I'll get it right one day. There's a difference between driving a bus and driving a van. Alexandria. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. It's Alex. Oh, there's a difference between it. Go ahead. So, no, you drive a van, but you've, you've, <laughs> you've had your schedule around it so you could do this in the morning. Like, you would think as a bus driver you do the morning run, but you've actually navigated. A van driver. Van driver. Fine, a van driver. <laughs> <laughs> My point is, though, you've, you've dedicated this to... You've dedicated your time in the morning to this podcast, and so tell us how you rearrange everything to just be a van driver in the afternoon and not in the morning run. You got it right. Huh, there's hope. Um, well, actually, I 
it's this is okay. I don't spend a bunch of money on a, a therapist. I it's amazing how many people have a therapist. Well, I do self talk therapy, and I talk to my Jesus. He knows me better than anybody else, and uh, I love getting into his book. Um, and this is just something that, and my wife is very encouraging for me to do this because, because when I don't, she said, you, you just, you're not the same. Mm. She's going to come on and do a show. Yes. I hope for Mother's Day, maybe. Uh, maybe. Cause I'm trying to get my mom on for Mother's Day, actually, just to have that story told. I think that'd be kind and of my wife is upset because I haven't asked her to do any little promos. Oh. What? Well, that's the second person that you told me has been upset with the fact that you don't promo their upcoming appearance. How was Miles yesterday, by the way? Oh. (laughs) It was great. He is a hoot. He's he's a hoot. So you combine all this different stuff to make a podcast. You've got a preacher in Miles McKee. And uh, you just you have a firing on every cylinder every day, and you got people listening. So congrats on that too. Yeah. Um, I know it's not about the listenership for you though. It's more about just talking it out. Whatever you've got in your heart, you want to talk out. Whatever's written in your heart, it doesn't matter. Oh, never mind. Song no, that- reminds. He does break out the song occasionally, and that's kind of cool to me. But I was looking for the little song clip. I won't play it though. Okay. So, uh, all right. So today, <laughs> today at nine a.m. Eastern, what do you got? What What exactly is on your heart today? I think today I'm going to talk about a song called "The Last Kiss." Yes. Oh and, my uh, goodness. Uh... I love that song. I'm going to play it now because I, I love that song, too. Unfortunately, it's about a guy whose girlfriend dies in a car crash in his daddy's car. And the and the gist, actually, listen to the song closely, and I think you'll be quite surprised of what, uh, what you might learn from uh, the song. It's, like, it's about being good enough. He wants to be able to – he wants to be good enough so he can see her in heaven. Good luck with that one, bucko. J. Frank Wilson, right? That's who it was in the Cavaliers. Absolutely. So that's that's a classic. I mean, how can you not? It is. How can you not love that and, one? So you're going to analyze the song, in other words. Oh. So my brother that passed away, uh, it'll be one year, May 8th, I believe, um, wrote this paper. <laughs> and this is, I shouldn't. I shouldn't share this, but he wrote this paper and I had never seen it before. And it was, uh, his daughter, uh, read it at the, uh, at his funeral okay. and come to find out that, uh, he may have written it, but my mom definitely helped him write it a lot. <laughs> mm. And nobody else knew that. Cause at first I was like, Oh my God. Gosh, I didn't realize Dale was so deep in his faith, and then it turned out maybe he wasn't. But towards the end, he he became like this pastor's best evangelist. Dale would somebody get on the bus and he'd say, 
hey, you know, Jesus, this is the same stuff I would do with him. And he'd just get madder than hornies at me. Mm. So just well, don't. Okay. No, well, I can't wait to do it. I know you got to prep for it. So we'll let you go and we will see you again tomorrow morning. No, I don't. I could be here for another 45 minutes. I know you could, but we've got uh, we've got a guest. You don't want me week. here. I love you here, but I also you know. you are so full of battle. Fuck. Fine. Hey, Michael, I love you, brother, and we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. There's a button here that says leave. That's what you want me to do. <laughs> don't find yourself out that easy, though. You know, don't. <laughs> All right. What, what's the word? Goodbye. I love you, bud. Talk to you soon. You do. Got to be good so I can see my baby when I leave this world. We were out on a date in my daddy's car. We hadn't driven very far. There in the road, straight ahead. The car was stalled, the engine was dead. I couldn't stop, so I swerved to the right. Never forget the sound that night. The crying tires, the busting glass, the painful scream that I heard last. Well, where, oh, where can my baby be? The Lord took her away from me. She's gone to heaven, so I got to be good, so I can see my baby when I leave this world. Well, when I woke up, the well, you know, the last few times I've done the National Publicity Summit, sure enough, I've had a guest that stu- stuck out to me so so much so, I wanted to bring him on the very next Monday after the weekend. And Marjorie Wildcraft is no, Wintercraft is no expe- uh, exception. How are you, Marjorie? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on, Alex. So it's Wildcraft, not Wintercraft. Sorry about that. It's Wildcraft. Yeah, fun name, isn't it? Well, and so for people that do follow what you guys are doing at, at the home grow at the uh, you know, homegrown food summit, uh, who know you, tell us about you and tell us uh, at the Grow Network, why you first named yourself a Wildcraft. Wildcraft, well, well, the Grow Network, first of all, it's a community, it's an online community of about 450,000 people. And we're very mission and purpose driven. And we want to stop the destruction of the earth via homegrown food. Um, Commercial agriculture is pretty horrendous so um and the solution is very simple if you've got a patio or a fire escape or a backyard or whatever you can start growing some of your food and and, um, really helping out so yeah and the name wildcraft i just love it i just love it uh it's uh it's a name that was given to me Um, um it's not you know not a family name but it really encompasses the range of wild and nature and right. then you know craft and uh you know i have engineering degrees and master's degrees and all kinds of stuff but then i just really also love being out in a tent <laughs> well i can tell you you're very spiritual too which is which is awesome thank you yeah so let's let's start with the basic question i have for you and, and observation see if this is right or not staying inside has truly made an impact on everybody's health right because we've seen a decrease in deaths because of this i mean one death is too many but on the scheme of things to be inside really has helped save lives. And so I wonder if everybody on every spectrum of the aisle, Republican and Democrat can agree now that yes, human impact is 
a big deal and we're seeing it right before our eyes. You know, there, there have been a lot of really great silver linings to this whole thing. I mean, uh, personally, I'm kind of horrified at the loss of civil liberties. But then on the other hand, you know, I mean, we're talking about so much less pollution. I think the ozone, the big hole in the ozone is now closed up. Uh, we're starting to see more wildlife and, uh, um, you know, goodness, you know, the ocean's clearing up. So, um, you know, any change to any system is going to have, have different impacts. And uh, in terms of the planet, this has been a good thing. Well, and, and I got to ask you, so how do we continue that positive thing for the planet? Because if we're impacting inside, we sure can turn that into outer impact and positive impact outside as well. So what are some advice that maybe people aren't aware of that we could do? Well, you know, growing your own food is, it, it does have a huge impact uh, collectively. Um, and, uh, and it's really simple to do. And, there's, and, and the other thing is, is growing your own food is going to impact you on a personal level. Uh, you know, I have recovered from so many uh, ailments or whatever. Uh, like I used to have severe allergies and couldn't even breathe for a couple of months of the year because of the, you know, congestion. And then, but thrive, by growing my own food and really eating a healthy diet, um, completely has, has changed my life around. So um, there's a lot you can do. Well, and I think this time it's a need to be self-sufficient. So, and, and to hammer that point home, um, growing food in there. And, and, and so what's the best way of growing food and staying self-sufficient? How can we do that to the best of our ability? Well, that's part of the reason that we do have the Homegrown Food Summit. There's uh, 35 presentations there uh, from starting all different. Today, by the way, on May 4th, starting today. Yeah, it's starting, uh, and everything from container gardens to vertical gardens. Like, how could you just grow some stuff up against a wall? There, mm -hmm. uh, to gardening with kids, getting kids. You know, how do you get them shifting away from screen time into green time? Mm -hmm. Composting, uh, backyard chickens, goats. Uh, just uh, making, growing herbal medicine and using herbal medicine um, and uh, just in a whole bevy. And then probably one that may be a little far out for some people, but you know, how do you judge the edibility of roadkill? Um, mm. uh, I eat a lot of roadkill personally. Uh, okay. And uh, that, that may not be something that <laughs> I know folks in New York and the whole Northeast are like, hmm, that might be a little too far for us. <laughs> Well, that is interesting, but I also know that this is a time where, as we see things starting to really escalate with the food issues, and as you mentioned yesterday in the summit, grocery bills going up, this is the time where we should be self-sufficient, because perhaps relying on all these plants isn't the uh, you know, meat-packing plants, and, and we fear for the workers' lives, there. like we want them to be safe, and we want them to have work, but if those things start to fail on us, we've got to have a backup plan those things are failing and there's there's other aspects so yes so uh tyson uh foods which is the largest chicken processor in the united states has shut down several plants uh smithfield farms which mm -hmm. is the largest pork producer has shut down several plants including the really big one in south dakota and then you know these these pigs and chickens it's almost like a, a huge conveyor belt and it, it, it's kind of like lucy at the at the chocolate factory you know right. <laughs> you know it just you can't pile it up. But there are other consequences too. So we haven't been having the migrant workers come in. So the crops uh, in California, the spring crops have not been planted. And then uh, a lot of the crops in say Florida, which we're growing over the winter, there's nobody to harvest them. So there are a lot of farmers that are just plowing under gigantic fields of tomatoes mm -hmm. or zucchini or produce. Um, 
and it's really at a bizarre time. Mm -hmm. So uh, we we are going to be heading into severe food inflation. Um, you know, we're all getting kind of used to long lines to go into a grocery store with empty shelves, and that's going to be a, a permanent fixture uh, well, for, the, for the foreseeable future. And I brought you on also because I think you can bring us a calming uh, encouragement because as people start seeing this, they're going to start to panic, but we have to stop their hysteria right now. So how do we do it? Yeah. So that's, what's the real saving grace in this whole thing is, is you don't need a military industrial governmental complex to be able to provide your own basic needs. You know, growing food is actually pretty simple and it's super enjoyable. It's a great family activity. Um, you know, there's a lot you can do. If you've got a backyard size space, you can actually grow about half of your own food. Sure. With, uh, you know, some chickens and some rabbits in a garden. It doesn't take a lot. Um, and again, even if you don't have a lot of space, uh, you know, the best place to start if you've never grown anything and all you have is a sunny windowsill, I would say is an herb garden. Okay. And I would get, get like three or four herbs. Uh, some of the most bulletproof ones that are going to be very forgiving is like basil, uh, mint, chives. They're, they're, they're very hardy, sturdy plants. Um, and what I'd recommend is put them on a sunny windowsill somewhere near where you go all the time. So that way you won't forget it. Don't put them in the back bedroom because you'll never see them there and you'll forget about them. Hmm. Uh, and if you can put them in as big a pot as you can so that it has a lot of soil. So that way uh, it'll be much more forgiving to, of your erratic watering schedule. Right. <laughs> the more soil you have, the more moisture it's going to have and the more resilient it will be. If you have a small pot, then you really have to be watching that thing all the time. Marjorie, and, uh, if those who don't have a big backyard, how can they do it too? Yeah, that's just what I'm talking about. We're just on a sun, sunny windowsill, just a, just a couple of herbs. And you know why herbs are astonishingly powerful is because they make a huge difference. I don't know, Alex, if you've ever made like a pot of spaghetti right. and put some fresh basil on it, it changes the whole thing. Oh, I mean, it does. It just, I've, I've had that. Yeah, it just like changes the whole taste of it for sure. Yeah. And here's the other really cool thing about it is everything that you learn from those three or four plants in a windowsill, like, you know, if they're not getting enough sunlight, they get real leggy and pale. Or if they're not getting enough water, their leaves turn up and then eventually turn black. Mm. You shoot them up with too much fertilizer, they turn yellow. All those things are the same way they're going to react when you have a hundred square foot garden to when you're managing acres of plants. So everything you're learning from just a few plants on a windowsill are, will be valuable, valuable uh, skills and useful information for you for the rest of your life, no matter where you are. Well, and I've got to say, not only is it useful, but it probably will help people's longevity. I mean, the reason why COVID became a big issue is because a lot of people were just so uh, sickly to begin with, this just escalated it. So I think what you can tell us is how we can stay healthy against this pandemic if it comes again and while we're in it still. I've done a lot of work with different longevity researchers and um, every centenarian ever interviewed grew some or all of their own food throughout all of their life. So wow. uh, I, I often say that it's not necessarily the eating the food that is what makes you healthy. It's the process of it. So that spending a little bit of time every day, which is calm time where you're not being interrupted, where you're just interacting with nature, um, the gentle movements of, of being in a garden, maybe stretching or squatting or sitting up or down, right. uh, 
the outside sunshine, fresh air, every aspect of it is very, very healthy. And I think, I think the process is even more healthier than the produce. Well, I just went for a roll and it's so beautiful out. I rollerbladed through Queens a little bit and around the blocks and everything. And it just felt nice to, to get out, you know, cause we need, and the one thing about wearing masks is I still feel like that doesn't prevent us from being truly with the sun. Like it just kind of blocks it out, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm I'm not a big fan of the whole mask thing because I think if you're getting fresh air and sunlight and you're a couple of feet away from everybody, what you know, what's the big deal? Right. So yeah, yeah. Well, think- it's so true, and I think that people I've seen a mixture though, like somewhere, somewhere don't, so we'll see. But okay, so we're going to learn these things. But what if someone does still want to eat meat? I mean, how does that? How can we still survive eating meat while the processing plants are shutting? What can we do there? I absolutely recommend eating meat. Uh, Meat and animals are a whole necessary part of the cycle. Like you Mm -hmm. need the wastes of the animals to bring fertilities to the plant. So, you know, growing meat is is super important. Uh, One of the easiest products to grow is to have some backyard chickens and just getting those fresh eggs every day. (laughs) All right, I'm not going to play my mom this podcast because she's been asking us to put a backyard of chickens back there just as you're talking about this, so... Yeah, you know, and I've heard, I've heard roosters crowing in Manhattan. I, I don't know whether they're feral chickens or whether there's some, but I know there are chickens in New York City. So. I'm going to send you a picture. Okay. A few okay, years great. ago when my dog was still around, unfortunately past 17, we found out wow. she was, chi- we saw a chicken at a dog race because literally there was a chicken from one of the farms, I guess, around here in our backyard and it walked, it ran right past me. I'm like, what's going on here? You know? <laughs> And my dog was there chasing it. So yes, there is some livestock and we've even, we've even seen cattle escaping from different farms as well. And in, 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 yeah, I'm not kidding you with cows. That's great. That's really great. The other thing, Alex is, um, you know, so chickens are great for eggs, by the way, an a chicken egg is one of the most nutritious things you can grow. Now people look at, you know, the, there's the yolk and the white, and most people think that the yolk is the chicken. That's not true. The yolk is a whole nutritional sack mm. that help is the, all the nutrition that's needed for the white, which is the chicken, to go from some gelatinous clear mess into mm. a little bird with bones and skin and organs and eyes. I mean, so that yolk has so much nutrition in it. Of course, when you eat chicken eggs, uh, you know that you're getting that dose of incredible nutrition. So unbelievably power food. I know it got a bad rep in the 60s for cholesterol, and I think they proved that. Hopefully, people are over that. The other thing is rabbits. Uh, they, um, they breed like um, rabbits. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, I've heard of that. You can get a lot of meat from just a, a buck and three breeding does. So, um, mm. you know, if anybody's got a backyard space. If we do it on our own, right, that gives us a little certainty that A, it's done humanely, and mm-hmm. B, yep. that there isn't a risk of like someone having a virus inflicting it on the, on the animal they're working with in a processing meat, right, a factory. Yeah, and C, you're going to have the cleanest, healthiest, most nutritious food that you've ever had before. Mm. Well, yeah. One thing that struck me was that you also talk about urban development and urban growing your own food. How do we do that in this big city of Manhattan and, and elsewhere? Yeah, sure. So as I was saying, container gardens, growing on walls. I've read that there are 14,000 usable rooftop acres that are not shaded uh, in New York. Um, 
uh, and then of course I, you know, you've got some community gardens there. I remember being in Battery Park and seeing the community garden there. Probably need more of those. <laughs> mm, yeah. By the way, she just mentioned she was here in New York, you know, a while ago, but she's in Puerto Rico. I've got to ask down there, you just had a five and a half quake earthquake and yeah. magnitude earthquake. How are you guys doing down there? Well, where I'm at on the Western side, I felt it. It was pretty interesting, but it's the Southern part of this, the Southern part of the Island that really gets the damage. And, you know, Puerto Ricans, uh, the government went bankrupt in 2017. Then right. they had Hurricane Maria, and now they've had earthquakes. These people are extraordinarily resilient. I mean, almost everybody's got rainwater collection. There's a huge amount of backup solar power, mm. um, and people are, you know, very interested and do a lot with growing their own food. And that's part of the reason that I'm here is to work with uh, building. So you're running the summit food. from there, right? That's how that's going to happen. You know, it's a virtual online free event, so really you can do it from anywhere. And uh, yeah, I'm doing it from here though. But my team is mostly based in Texas. Um, and um, yeah, but again, it's it's Earth, right? We're all from right. Earth, really. Well, yeah. so you're with the Grow Network. Tell us how that whole thing formulated for you. Well, it started years and years ago. Um, and actually, uh, I was in my garden and I was homeschooling my kids and homesteading and with my kids, we'd watch nature shows and, uh, and it was always like, you know, these animals are going extinct and it's human encroachment. We were learning so much about how bad commercial agriculture was and how destructive it was. And one day I was in my garden and I, I had this forbidden thought. I mean, really, it was like, God, I would really like to do something to stop this. I would like to stop the destruction of the earth. And I was in my garden and with my rabbits and my chickens. And I said, Oh my gosh, this is, it hit this, you. Is a, this is a huge part of the solution, you know, and I thought, could I really do anything by myself? You know, I mean, like, really? I mean, I'm just one homeschooling mom, mostly barefoot all the time, you know, nail dirt under my nails. And, you know, 10 years later, we've got uh, products and services. We give a ton of stuff away for free. We host these summits. There's 450,000 people in the network. I just signed a deal with a, a publisher for a book. Cool. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. It's happening. You know, so I'm like, wow, you should really follow those crazy thoughts you have right. and just, you know, really go for it. Yeah. Now let's say there are farmers out there who do rely on selling crops. So mm -hmm. to those, how can we ease them and say, no, we're not trying to take away your crops either. What, how do we balance that? Oh, believe me. Um, there is so much room for local organic farmers. Uh, you know, really, most of the local organic farm produce that's produced in this country is only about less than 1%, maybe even a half a percent wow. of what people need to eat. I mean, you think about it. I don't know what's the size of the whole New York area. Is it 5 million, 6 million people? That 8 eat million, times, yeah. 8 Somewhere. million that eat three times a day. Right. That's a lot of food. Actually, all of New Jersey used to uh, be gardens that fed just New York. In fact, New Jersey has the slogan, the Garden State. When I first went to New Jersey, I thought, where did these people come <laughs> up with that name? You know, right? But right. It, it used to be. It used to be just a whole network of farms that fed uh, New York City. So, um, you know, we really do need to go back to that kind of uh, situation. And I think that, that um, this is now like a lot of the local organic farmers are starting to get some of the respect that they have really deserved over all the years. Uh, Marjorie, you're, you're doing the summit. How can people latch onto it? Homegrownfoodsummit.com. And uh, it's a free event, 35 presentations. It's running for the whole week. 
Um, you'll become super empowered over how to grow your own food. Lots of different presentations for you to check out, uh, regardless of your situation, whether you're an urbanite, suburbanite, or rural. Uh, an amazing selection of different ways to grow food, and that's at homegrownfoodsummit.com. Well, I know we can't wait, and I, I just got to say, so you've got all these natural remedies, and I, I want to tell, you, I want to ask you, what studies have you seen that nature can help reduce COVID nineteen in in someone? You know, uh, COVID-19 is a respiratory, and um, so a, a garlic, actually, surprisingly. You take a fresh clove of garlic, uh, smash it with the side of a blade of a knife, let it, and then chop it up and let it get exposed to the air, and then take a teaspoon of that. Maybe need to do it with some butter or honey. Right, right. <laughs> and that really is a great uh, antibiotic, uh, antiviral, uh, you know, Garlic has so many constituents in it that they don't even know. There's 35 active ones that they have identified, but it's an incredible, um, yeah, it also keeps away vampires. Yeah. You know, Marjorie, there's been such an attack, though, on, on those who have alternative measures and alternative solutions. How can we break that and say, hey, these solutions work just as well as the medicine they want to give us at the counter? Yeah, that's a real challenge that we face. And um, unfortunately, the, the AMA has a, definitely uses the strength of the legal system. And, uh, you know, I would not dare to say treat, cure or anything like that on air because um, that, you know, technically is not something that anybody can say unless you're a licensed professional. So, you know. Right. Um, no, I, I agree. And that's why the whole hydroxychloroquine, I think it's good they're testing it, but to call it the cure is not correct, right? Right. Yeah. I think really fundamentally the thing to do is just really have a good, strong immune system, right? Mm -hmm. So eat well, get a lot of rest, get your sunshine, get fresh air, take care of yourself, think loving thoughts, you know, mm -hmm. spend time with friends. Those are the things that make you really healthy and strong. Well, that's the thing. Uh, it is about putting positive thoughts. And I guess to, to your point, to back it up with action of actually doing positive things for your body. Mm-hmm. You know, growing your own food just connects you into the earth and grounds you in, mm. in a way that's amazing. I mean, I, years ago, I used to be involved with the New Age community. We were all trying to heal our root chakra. And we were saying, ohm and doing squats. And I'm like, grow a garden. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, grow a garden. Do something. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you, know, yeah. you know, I would, as we're talking, I would say that um, God has kind of put a pause on all of us to realize how we can better the environment, right? Like this is not by accident. Yeah, I think it's actually awesome. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think it's just, it hope it hopefully is a wake up call for everybody once we get out of this thing to truly respect each other and of course the planet. And I mean, look, the, the, there are global warming things I'm, I disagree with, but I also know that for everybody, Republican, Democrat, it's time now to say a human impact matters. It is. And, 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 you know, I think it's actually, there, as I said, there's silver linings with everything. Um, and, um, the, the reconnection, the time we've all had. I mean, did, did April have 69 days in it? Yeah. I think it felt, you know, right? Like, but the time I got to spend reconnecting with old friends, I know you've been doing the same, mm -hmm. spending time with family or really, you know, what is meaningful to me uh, and, and everybody really coming to terms. And then all of us learning, like, what is an essential business? Uh, yeah. How much stuff were we doing that was kind of fluff, right? Um, Right. So uh, there, there are some really good things about it. Well, very true. Now I've got to ask you about the home, the, uh, the grow network. Uh -huh. You did mention that you love meat and all this other 
and you advise that. So let's say someone on the outside says, well, this looks all, you know, vegetarian and plantation. What is your answer to that? I'm curious to know if people have asked you, hey, how come you only just, how come you promote meat and the planet? Have you ever been asked that kind of thing? We have. And, um, you know, uh, first of all, I want to say the Grow Network, we are politically neutral. I just don't want to get into wasting time arguing about that. You guys can do that elsewhere. Um, we're all very, very spiritual, but we are no particular religious affiliation. Uh, and the other thing is we're dietarily neutral. So we have vegans, we have vegetarians, we have carnivores, we have South Beach, we have every kind of diet. You know, really all we're all about is how do you grow your own. Mm -hmm. Animals and animal products are such an essential part of the whole circle of, of fertility. Uh, it's right. just so much easier if you have animals as a part of that whole circle. Now, you can do it completely vegetarian. And I do understand when a lot of people talk about the, the destruction, and that's the commercial meat system. I, the commercial meat system is absolutely horrible. It's breaking the chain. They have all the animals concentrated in one place so that all their feces is a toxic product, but in a healthy, vibrant, multi-dimensional system like your backyard or organic farms, those animal species are, are a, a beautiful nutrient cycling part of a very beautiful dynamic organism. So, uh, sure. you know, commercial, commercial systems are, are very, very dysfunctional, broken systems. And I agree with those people that you should not be eating that meat or supporting that system in any way. Have you talked to people that are in the plant, like telling you stories, hey, I don't want to do this anymore? Uh, the the plant plant based community. I know there's no, a no, huge no no plant. no no. I mean, the, the, like the meat packing plant. Have you talked to people working in those plants saying, "Hey, I don't want to do this anymore." I have not yet um, had any interviews with those guys. Uh, I could tell they don't want to do it, but based on the fact that they're walking off the job. Yeah, yep, that is so true. <laughs> I'm glad you answered that, and I'm glad that you guys are are multi. You know, you get it, and you just mentioned there's so many tiers of vegetarian and meat and carnivores and all that. How do we get it all working in one system um, almost to perfection, if not to perfection? Well, to, from my perspective, like everybody grow some food, right? And I, you know, I don't care what your dietary preferences are. Um, personally, I actually was a vegetarian when I started this like 20 years ago and meat and animal products are just easier to grow. They just are. Mm. You get more calories and more nutrition uh, and they're easier to grow. But, and given that, uh, you should really like in your financial portfolio or anything, you want to have diversity. Yeah, <laughs> you want to have, yep. you want to have, you want to have some fruit trees in the garden and some chickens and rabbits if you've got the room to do all that. And if not, you know, you want to do the best you can with what you have. Well, this has been, this has been very important. And I want you guys to know homegrownfoodsummit.com and, uh, Congratulations on getting this off the ground. Is this your first or how many summits have you done so far? This is this is our sixth summit. Sixth We've been nuts. doing this for years. Yeah. Now now all of a sudden we're becoming popular. Well, and <laughs> and for years we were kind of that weird group and now we're like, oh, maybe they have something important going on there. And it's because you're <laughs> delivering such a good message. I think it resonates with everybody on any side of this whole food debate. And of course the GMO debate, which we can get into another time. Um, yeah. Because that's another big issue, I think. That sure is. That sure is. Yeah. Alex, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate sure. you jumping on this. And um, and I got yeah, a little inside tip that you're doing something in November as well. So stay in touch with us as you do the summits. I will do that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So homegrownsummit.com. Find out homegrownfoodsummit.com. Find out more. You can sign up for free there. And uh, Marjorie, thanks again for joining us. Thanks. Thank you, Alex.
Take care. And I'm Alex Garrett. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, thank you so much. This was great. All right. Thank you.